We see today the passage of Jonah from a boy to a man. When God called Jonah to deliver a difficult message of repentance to the wicked city of Nineveh, he did what any self-respecting, post-lapsarian, testosterone-deprived male would do. He ran the other way. And when he fled from God's call and the storm broke out on the sea, where do we find him in that Bible passage? Sleeping at the bottom of the ship. So there's a very symbolic meaning here. That when men flee from responsibility and fall asleep in their duties, that's when the chaos begins to ensue around us. But the story of Jonah isn't a story of failure and condemnation. It's a story of courage and the hope that comes to a fallen city when the prophets finally arise. And this is the miracle. He spoke the word, one simple message of repentance, and the whole city converted. That's the power of the truth. If the prophets arise, if the word is spoken and the message is received, redemption is always possible. We just have to be willing to embody the truth. St. Louis Sanchez del Rio was a 13-year-old boy who showed more masculine strength and courage as a sort of Jonah of Mexico. When many grown men were asleep in the chaos that arose when the communist government took over the faith in Mexico in the 20th century. Many were too afraid to speak up when the government began efforts to destroy the Catholic faith in Mexico by dictating when they could go to church, who could go to church, what the priest could wear. It became outlawed that you could even wear a collar as a priest in public, what sacraments could be offered. And little by little, even free speech was eradicated. And any priest who was found preaching against these customs that were taking place and questioning the government were put to death without trial. Jose Sanchez emerged as a young prophet whose voice of defiance would echo throughout the country and inspire many who were still hiding in the bowels of the ship to rise up and face the storm that had arisen all around them. He was a boy who refused to deny his faith even when his life was put on the balance. Thirteen-year-old boy. He was arrested and imprisoned by the communist soldiers who tortured him for a number of days. At one point they took him outside and they, they took off all the skin from the bottom of his feet. And they began to march him through the city towards the cemetery, towards a grave that had already been dug for him. And they gave him one more chance to deny his faith, to deny the teachings of the Catholic Church and swear absolute allegiance to the new government. And he could live. He responded with a simple word, long live Christ the King, Long live Holy Mary of Guadalupe. Words he continued to repeat until they finally shot him and laid him in the grave. It was such a simple word. But they were words like Jonah's that echoed throughout the country and revealed the barbarity of the communist revolution that inspired so many men to finally stand up against it. Father Fidel Castro Father Fidel Gonzalez, who investigated the cause for his canonization, said this. He said, I have seen hundreds of cases of martyrdom, but never of a martyr so young. 
Nothing would convince him to negate his faith, even if it cost him his life. He had a clear awareness of the ideas that led him to proclaim his faith with martyrdom. And that's what we need in our nation today. Catholics with clear ideas that lead us to proclaim our faith unapologetically, even unto martyrdom. We need men with the courage of Jonah to speak the truth to a nation that dares to set itself up against God. America was founded as a nation under God, and under means obedient. He leads us. Any nation that tries to determine for itself what is right and what is wrong is a nation that stands up against God. And that's why the Ten Commandments are always the ultimate litmus test for every nation. Those who follow the commandments of God stand under God. Those who try to defy and change the commandments of God stand against God. Hence the psalm, teach me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your ways. We don't teach God our ways. God teaches us. And we get to say yes or no to his commandments. So where does our nation stand in obedience to God's commandments in our times? Well, we live in a nation that promotes a dictatorship of relativism. That there is no ultimate truth. And every religion is the same and gets us to heaven. Which stands in direct opposition to the first commandment. The foundation of everything that would follow. The Lord is your God. The Lord alone, and the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength, and have no other God before him. As one priest said, it is impious to say I respect every religion. This is as much as to say I respect the devil as much as God, vice as much as virtue, falsehood as much as truth, dishonesty as much as honesty, hell as much as heaven. Amen. Amen, which is not autonomous with a women, unless amen signifies truth and obedience to God, and a women signifies confusion and obedience to ideology. But we digress. We live in a nation that is more concerned about using proper gender pronouns than using the Lord's name in vain. We live in a nation that has replaced the worship of God on the Sabbath with the worship of sports on ESPN. We live in a nation that is systematically breaking down families through contraceptives, divorce, forcing both parents into the workforce and their children to the guardianship of the state. We live in a nation with nearly a million abortions every single year. A nation where when the lockdowns hit, you couldn't go to the dentist, but the abortion mills remained open and necessary. We live in a nation where sexual promiscuity, adultery, pornography, artificial birth control, and the promotion of same-sex unions and transgender ideologies are not only accepted, but to be promoted as the new norm. And most dangerous of all, and this is the most dangerous of all, we live in a nation that is telling us to lie. That to even question their ideology is immediately deemed hate speech. 
to make us afraid to speak the truth. And if you can't speak the truth, you might as well not even exist. We're all like Jonah hiding at the bottom of the ship while the storms of chaos only rage, rage louder. The church is a boat and the world is the sea. The church will always exist to be at the sea. But the water cannot get inside the boat. The boat is on the water. And the more water that gets on the boat, that's when the danger of capsizing begins. And in our times, we have allowed too much water of the world to get into the boat of the church. Question is, what are we supposed to do about it? Or even more importantly, what can we do about this? We accept our call as prophets. Every single one of you as Catholics are called to be prophets. And prophets do one thing. They proclaim the truth of God. They embody the truth. Jonah was a reluctant prophet, afraid to embody the truth of God because of his fear of standing out upright in the midst of a wicked city. But that is our call. Every single one of us, especially as men, as leaders of our families and leaders of our faith, leaders of our church, to embody the truth and lead. Alexander Shultzenitsyn, who survived under the, the communist hand in Soviet Russia, he once wrote, everybody says that they have no choice but to conform and to accept powerlessness. But that is the lie that gives all other lies their malign force. The ordinary man may not be able to overturn the kingdom of lies, but he can at least say that he's not going to be its loyal subject. The simplest and most accessible key to our self-neglected liberation lies right here. Personal non-participation in lies. To refuse to go along with the lies, that's the answer. And that's in every single one of our hands. So what does that look like for every one of us? It means we profess the truth without fear. We, pro we profess the truth of our faith, just like Saint Sanchez del Rio. I believe in one God, the Father, and I believe in Jesus Christ, His Son, our Lord, and the only Savior. And I'm not afraid to profess Him. I can refuse to use the Lord's name in vain. I can strive to keep every Sunday holy, just as we're all doing here today. I can protect my family by being open to life and raising them in the theological and moral teachings of our faith. I can stand against abortion and politicians who promote it. I can refuse to go along with gender ideologies. I cannot support, as a Catholic, same-sex unions. I cannot support, as a Catholic, transgenderism. I cannot support cohabitation, pornography, or anything that jeopardizes the most sacred dignity of every human person and the salvation of their souls. I can't do that, and I won't do that. Jonah was not a sign of condemnation. He was a sign of mercy, a wake-up call for Nineveh to return to the Lord. We are not here to condemn a nation. We are here as Catholics to intercede for it.
And we intercede for it by refusing to participate in the sins of the city, to embody the truth of God in our own flesh, in our own families, and right here in our own parish. George Orwell once said, in an age of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Speak the truth, the truth of our faith without fear. That's the call of the prophet. That's every one of our call as prophets. And the truth is like a lion. You don't have to defend it. You just let it loose. It'll defend itself. The spoken truth is the revolution of our times. And that's why they're trying so hard to silence it in our times. Nineveh was saved in the end by one man, one prophet who spoke the truth. And Mexico was cleansed by the self-offering of one 13-year-old boy who spoke the truth of his faith and refused to deny it even at the cost of his life. That's the power we possess as individuals, as Catholics. We who are the bearers of God's truth. And it's the greatest power this world has ever seen. That's why we never have to fear our enemies. We never have to fear unbelievers. The only thing we must fear are bad Catholics. St. Bernadette of Subaru, who had the vision of Lourdes, of Mary appearing at Lourdes, in corrupt body to this day. The Prussians were, army were closing in on her convent. And the government came to her because she had those visions of Mary and said, aren't you afraid of the army? Is there any message from Our Lady that can help us? And she said, the only thing I fear are bad Catholics. The only thing I fear are bad Catholics. Catholics who don't live what they profess. Know the power that is in you when you embody the teachings of Christ and our church. It is truly the greatest power of this world. Through the disobedience of one man and Adam, death came into our world. And through the obedience and the sacrifice of one man in Jesus Christ, redemption was born. That's all it takes. Each of us as individuals refusing to participate in lies. That's the power of the prophets. That's the power every single one of us carries within ourselves. And that's the power that can truly save a wicked nation. The simplest and most accessible key to our self-neglected liberation lies right here. Personal, non-participation in lies. Amen.